Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Oh, hello. Oh, hello. It's a beautiful Thursday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is. Jay and I just went for a run. Oh. Um. <laughs> my, my condolences. <laughs> just been doing, doing a lot of running, you know? I'll see you too. That's true. <laughs> now would be uh, as good a time as ever, I suppose. You know, to pick go it for up. a run, dismantle the, the establishment. Yeah. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> All in a quarantine's work. Should we get into it? Yeah, why not? All right. This is the Feeny call. Here we are. It is a beautiful day in Chicago. Hopefully it is beautiful also where you are. Hi. Hi. <laughs> that's me or to I them? Feel like I, heard... <laughs> I don't know. It's. It's to everyone listening, it's a yourself high. included. It is a general high. Um, I kind of feel like I, I I don't know. I feel weird right now for some reason. I'm not sure why. Weird in a um, like a uh, physical sense, or weird in like a anxiety no. sense. No, I don't know. Maybe it's it's just like something feels off. Maybe it's because like we normally have a like a week between these conversations. That's it's only been a couple of days. True. Maybe maybe that's what's putting the weird vibe on it. So Skylar's saying um, that he can't stand to talk to me for more than one day a week is what we're really getting at. No, no, I don't know. Something's just kind of strange. I'm not sure why. Now we're in it. So no, Hi, no more talking third. about anything else. <laughs> no more bullshit. Let's no. get to the real facts. Yeah, here. everything is. We're wasting time on no. frivolities. We're only going to talk about serious stuff. Yes, like middle school relationships yes! ending. <laughs> oh man really serious shit guys I woke up this morning and was like oh this is the oh 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 so this is the kind of mood that i'm gonna be in for the rest of the day i was like all right i guess oh, i just have to prepare man. myself emotionally i'm i'm pretty excited to talk about this episode i am too um, i don't i don't have a lot of notes but i feel like i want to just discuss in general yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i agree um so we're talking about season three Episode yes. 12. Season right? 3, episode 12, yes, 12, The Grass is Always Greener. Mm, the Grass is Always Greener. And my fun That's fact right. for the day is not actually a fun fact. It's more of a continuity error. So Mina Savari, who plays Hillary, who's the girl who is uh, taking tickets at the dance, and then she comes up to Sean, and, or Corey, who is being Sean, and she's all like, let's dance and whatever. So she was actually in the episode, season two, episode 15 or 16, Danger Boy, whichever one that was. It was either 15 or 16. She was like the cousin from out of town from New York in like the wild outfit. And that was her first TV role. And this is the second time she appears on the show as a different character. And then it's also her last huh. appearance on Boy Meets World. So that's kind of my, it's a continuity error because she's, she goes by a different, same person, different name, which we've seen many times before in the show, but this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love to do that. Yeah. In the show. <laughs> but it's not even like it's a consistent character from here on out then that she gets. She just plays two random ass different characters and then we never see her again. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had a short list of like 15 conventionally attractive. Yes. 14-year-olds <laughs> that they were cycling through when they needed someone to say, like, three lines that advanced the plot. Yes. <laughs> and they would just call them up and be like, hey, your name is Katie this week, <laughs> and your line is with yep. Corey. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, like, that was it's it. not a bad <laughs> plan, except for continuity-wise, then it's sure, horrible. Sure, but they were all, like, just generically, conventionally pretty oh, yeah. enough that unless you're like us, 
you're probably not going to remember. Yes. You know? <laughs> like I looked at her and I was like, have we seen you before on this show? It kind of feels like we might have, but I can't place where. And it also, like, you know, you know, like yeah. it just, it, it struck me as someone who's seen the show a lot to be like, I feel like I've seen you in another mm-hmm. episode, but I could be wrong because you also look like everyone else, like all the rest of the day players yep. that they pull up to flirt with Corey and Sean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. She looks exactly like the girl who plays Missy Robinson. But the only, I think the only reason it stuck out to me is just because my note was on her last time in the Danger Boy episode. My, that was my fun fact. Again, was it was her first mm-hmm. TV role. Yeah. Did we talk about in the um in the in the Missy Robinson episode? Did we talk about the obvious pun of her name? I don't even remember if we talked about that. I think we did because I made a mention of the fact that he says something. He says you're trying right. To he me, says Missy Robinson. You're trying to smooth me. Yeah. It's a graduate reference. Yeah. Right. But I, I remember we talked about that. But I don't remember if we like called attention to the fact that her name is Missy Robinson in an obvious. Well, if we didn't, uh, now we are. <laughs> right. In yeah. like a the laziest nod to Miss Robbins, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. Anyway. That's uh, on the recap. So true. It's me. I'm on the recap. That's right. I've been thinking about it and dwelling on it, and it's pretty straightforward. We've got one A plot and one B plot, so I'm hoping to get everything in. But yeah. we'll find out. Three, two, one. So Corey is kind of dull in his relationship with the Panga. They're kind of acting like old people at this point. So Sean is like, you know what? Let's go to another school's party. Let's hang out. And then once I get to the party, uh, Corey says that the reservation is under Sean Hunter. So they think he is Sean Hunter. He's able to go to the dance and have a good time as Sean, except he runs into Topanga, who is impersonating a French girl. And then they... um, end up breaking up because they realize it's just not quite working. Eric goes uh, to school to get his books and finds the teachers there after hours. Time. Damn it. <clears throat> Damn it. I was so close. Mm-hmm. Play- I think that I was, was mostly that playing was... poker and joins them. So that's all I was missing. Right. It was close. I think it was mostly like a rate of speech thing. I don't even think it was like you said things you shouldn't have wasted. Yeah. So this is everyone. People know this episode. It's, it's the yes, first breakup. The first breakup. Um, the first, first drag down breakup. Three, and I think? yeah, three we established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've established. There's this one. There's the 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 ski mm-hmm. lodge in season five, and there's the her um, parents. She has a meltdown. Her parents get divorced. Yeah. yeah. So one of three. Um, yes. I forget. Did we establish that the Disney World episode is at the end of this season? It okay, is. Okay. I think it is. That's how they get back together. It's say, after it's this, right? Be. They don't spend an entire season apart. I'm. No, 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 no. It's definitely only a few episodes from mm-hmm. now. The Disney World episode. Let me. Yes. Let's, let's peek ahead a it little bit. It is. Shall it we? is episode twenty-one. Uh, this is if if you ask. In my opinion, if you check in with a certain number of folks, they will argue that this is, like, when they really start to remember the yeah, show. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, this whole season, but really from like this moment mm-hmm. on, I think is when a lot of people really start to remember a lot of things from yeah. the show. You know, like we get the whole Eric with the weatherman thing. We get the Disney World yeah. episode. We get the time travel yeah. episode. Like there's a lot, a lot of stuff coming down the road here where I think most people who like associate this show with their childhood don't really think as much about the mm. first two seasons. They think mostly about from not even the first half of this season, like the second half of this season on. Yes. Yeah, um, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
let's we'll start off before we di- before we kind of dissect a little bit too much more. How, um, what what did you learn, Megan? It's 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 kind of difficult because the title or kind of what it's supposed what it's supposed to be is really the title of the episode. The grass is always greener, whereas we see Corey and Topanga both both seemingly happy in their relationship, but then once they get out of that not necessarily out of the relationship, but out of the mindset that they're trapped in this relationship. They have a great time. They have so much fun. Corey dances with other girls. Topanga dances with other guys. And then they break up and they think that they're happy. But then we see both of them returning. And again, the grass is greener on the other side. So they're now returning back to what they, I guess, thought that they it might be a comfort thing but it's it's what they i think it may be what they actually want as opposed to what they think they should do so i think it is a little bit of the grass is greener but it's also just a good um it's a good lesson on communication in your relationship as well because they wouldn't be in this position if they had had a conversation about it and said hey we're not this isn't like I'm having a good time with you, but we do, we don't do anything. You know, we just sit around and we watch sad movies and we bake, like we don't do anything exciting. We don't go hang out and whatever. And I feel like that was a conversation that needed to be had. And that in the event that they had had that conversation, this breakup could potentially have been avoided completely. That's, that's what I, that was kind of two different things, but that's what I got (laughs) from the episode. No, no, no. I think that's great. I, I think it's funny uh watching this episode a little bit because like what we are seeing is such an adult problem i don't really believe (laughs) the idea that these 13 year olds are in this rut like this and and that's fine i don't i'm not i get you know i can suspend my disbelief for that and i think it's it's a it's a kind of fun way to show it too and i think everyone comments on it too like jesus you guys are acting like old people yes you know, like Sarah and I have had a conversation on more than one occasion and and make efforts to remove ourselves from said ruts. And and I think we've been successful yeah. every time. Uh, <laughs> and, and so it's very easy in a relationship, I think, to steadily fall into mm-hmm. comfortable ruts. Don't realize it is happening. You only are able to look back and realize that yes. it has happened, at which point it is on both members of the relationship to talk about that openly without pointing fingers uh and saying it's your fault that i don't Mm -hmm. do anything fun uh and accepting that it is on both of you which i think they both do in this except they don't what what they don't make an effort to do is say like well how can we grow as we go together uh and remove ourselves from this rut together the only way out of the rut they see is apart which Mm -hmm. I, I don't, mm, if these were, if these yes, were functioning again, adults, it's different. I feel so different I would, about it because they're kids. Right, right, right. If they were adults, I would say like, oh guys, yeah. like work it out. But be- because they're kids, I'm like, yeah, yep. okay, break up. I don't know. Break up. Yeah, exactly. Try some new things. If you come back to each other, yeah. great. You know, <laughs> like, like I support how it goes down honestly and it makes a ton of sense to me and i'm i'm definitely of the opinion that if you are 13 yeah fine have that relationship and if it's going well great but like y'all should probably break up at some point date some other people shop around a little bit and if after you have 
uh, sample of the merchandise of the store, you find yourself still wanting that brand of chips, yeah. then like, great, <laughs> go, go back. Uh, it, the, you know, but, but the idea that like, you gotta, you gotta stick through it yeah, at that it's... age. I mean, at any age too, I suppose, but especially at that age, like, you know, no, no, don't don't like you're not sticking it out for exactly. the kids or anything <laughs> yeah. like, you know yeah. uh, <laughs> so so i very much so agree with how it goes down here i think what i what i learned i guess has to do uh with this idea of mm-hmm. wanting and and that it is human nature to want something mm-hmm. you don't have and that's not you know that's not novel sure yeah we all we all are aware of that um and if i'm not mistaken from like an anthropology perspective it it harkens back to this idea that we're hunter gatherers and we uh you know like the reason we want like our body craves sugar right like when we eat sugar we want to keep eating sugar the idea there is that once upon a time historically that Mm -hmm. sort of thing was in short supply and so when you came upon it you wanted Mm -hmm. to to take it all um that was the instinctual survival method uh obviously we're not in that mindset anymore and i think that's that's still pretty true of of our biological chemistry and that we want things we don't have because it's it comes down to like this misunderstood survival instinct inside of us that like we mm-hmm. don't you know take the full time to recognize and so while they have something perfectly fine that they are both seemingly content with those around them have other things and they, and they want those things. And as soon as they now have those things, they want what they had before. And, and the truth of it is until you realize the idea of finding some sort of satisfaction where you are Mm -hmm. and living in the present there, you're always going to be dissatisfied with what you have and you're always going to want yes what you don't have so you know the second they break up they both decide yep. that they want to not break up and then theoretically if they if they both met back in front of that door at the dance and said like okay great let's not break up yep. a week later they probably yep. do it again and so so it's really i think the thing to to, to learn here is that y- you have what you have and you have to make choices with that and that is either to to relish and thrive and be satisfied with what you have or to fervently pursue yes. something else and then find satisfaction in that. And you will consistently be disappointed if yeah. you're always thinking about what you don't have. Yeah. Really dove in on that one. It's just an, the, the idea of wanting is such an interesting idea yes. to me as a human and, and one that everyone relates to, obviously, and that everybody wants yes. something. You know, that's the old adage in theater, obviously, for all you theater kids listening, your acting is always as good okay. as your character wants or what you know, et cetera, and your actions, blah, blah, blah. And so this idea that this episode is really about wanting what you don't have mm-hmm. just really, I think, makes it makes it more interesting to me. And that I, I feel like I've been in that relationship. I feel like I found myself there, even in what I consider to be a healthy, happy relationship with Sarah, I could slip. I have slipped on a day here and been like, well, fuck, you know, all my friends that are single or going out and and doing drugs and hooking up with strangers and don't, I want that. And then like, and like, I I don't have that experience. I want that experience. And then I'm like, wait, no, what the, like, I have to like really check myself on that and be like, why do I want that experience? What am I going to gain from that really 
And will that satisfy me yes. more than what I have here? And it's hard. You have to like, because the impulse is to say, no, I want to snort five <laughs> lines of Coke and, and have yeah. sex with that stranger at the bar. Because that's that's way like, that's yeah. new, crazy and exciting. That's mm-hmm. that's novel. And yet I have that thought and have to consciously think to myself, yes. well, why is that appealing to me? Do yeah. I really want that? Will that really make me happier than I currently am? Or will that be a really temporary high for me that will let down in like a tremendous yeah. hole afterwards? And the answer is yes, exactly, that's what yeah. it will be. <laughs> I think the why is mostly what separates a lot of people from doing stupid stuff like that. Because everyone's going to have those impulses. There's not a single person who is exempt from them. But it's the why if someone's like why am I doing this? Well, I'm unhappy in my relationship. And so I'm acting out or you as a person really have to weigh out the why when you're making big decisions like this, because I Mm -hmm. totally agree. Well, and I, and I think there is value to those novel experiences Mm -hmm. because a lot of the times, again, if I have those thoughts and impulses where like a friend will tell me a story about like, Oh my God, we were out until like three o'clock in the morning. I uh, fucked a stranger in a bathroom at the bar, like whatever the wild thing is that they did. And I don't have that experience in my Rolodex of life. Uh, It's not something that I have happened upon. Uh, I do have what I consider to be novel experiences from when I was single and in college and, and doing some more tamer examples <laughs> what I've given. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, but but things to that extent and I and I kind of like reflect back on that and I'm like okay great so like I did those things and then I have to think about why did I do those things oh because I was generally unsatisfied in my life and hoping to achieve satisfaction yep. through these things and and it brought me satisfaction for the brief time that I was engaging in those activities and then I returned to my unsatisfied lifestyle yeah. the next day. Whereas now I consider myself to live the majority of my life in a satisfied manner and find myself in moments of unsatisfaction as opposed to the inverse of that, which was what I consider to be most of my 19 yeah. to 21 yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> years of life. <laughs> Not 19 to 21 years of yes. life, the ages of 19. Oh my God, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I probably spent a good a good amount of high school feeling like unsatisfied and seeking moments of satisfaction as well. It's it's probably fair for me to say that like I spent most of 14 yeah. to 20 in those ages. And you have to remind yourself, you know, you got you to remind yourself of those things that like, oh, well, generally speaking, I am satisfied with the things I have. And would not trade that for a higher level of satisfaction for a shorter amount of time. Because I totally recognize from like a biochemistry perspective that like shooting heroin and fucking three strangers would put me at a higher level of satisfaction for that brief time. But then I also recognize that that is a a shorter time and will result in a tremendously lower low (laughs) afterwards and we're making some really like i'm weird i'm making some really wild uh examples out of this episode which is really like a a middle school version of the the analogies (laughs) i'm creating uh in that the the temporary high of this episode is going and like dancing with some girls at school you don't know (laughs) 
but I think what I like, you know, where I feel like I'm contextualizing the events of this episode in the idea of a single 20 something year old versus the yeah, 13 year old. I mean, so, you got to make it relatable. Yeah. It feels related. It <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I completely agree with uh, everything that you're saying. I think that there was a time looking back at like a time in my life, there's definitely like an appeal to something wild and exciting. And now that I'm a little older, I'm like, um, it was not as great as I thought it was <laughs> at the time. And now I'm much happier where I am. <laughs> Cause I just, some of those mm -hmm, things that mm -hmm. I used to do don't sound fun to me anymore. Well, and you know, the, the thing that I think is true of that statement is that you did yeah. do some of those things. Whereas I think you see this situation that happens with, let's use the, the example of the, the kind of overtly oppressively mm -hmm. Christian family who raises their child with an outrageous yeah. amount of rules in their lives. All right. And, and that child never really experiences anything outside of the yeah. confines of that home. And then that child goes to a public university, mm -hmm. you know, they go to a state school more often than not, that child is going to engage in outrageously Correct. reckless behavior, you know, because of their exposure, because, because they've never had exposure and now they were yes. overexposed. Uh, and there is no incremental increase in exposure. It is zero to 60 in an instant and they will be completely unable to process what they're being mm -hmm. exposed to and will, will make all kinds of wild mistakes. Um, and so I think if you were looking at somebody like if Corey and Topanga stayed together right here in this moment and they never broke up and they never dated other people, then I think that by the time they are in their mid twenties, they're yeah, going to resent each other. They're going to, I, I do think this is something we can talk about two seasons from now. I do think that in a, in a realistic depiction of the relationship, they would likely grow to resent each yep, other anyway. I, agree. Uh, I think both ways. I think that, Topanga would resent Corey for holding her back. Yeah. For holding her back her career. Mm -hmm. Basically. Uh, I think, I think Corey would resent Topanga for him never having any, uh, novel experiences with mm -hmm. drugs, sex, alcohol, et cetera, things like that. You know, there's a lot of, yeah. of value to exposure oh, yeah. to those experiences, it but not less at age 30 wondering like yeah. i don't know should i shoot heroin like probably no you probably shouldn't not like, <laughs> like, your, your days are over probably not like you've yeah. got two kids and you know well, gonna, uh whatever your lifestyle is now probably not people who get married later in life have stronger healthier marriages and have less like they're less likely to get divorced because it's right because you, they yeah, experience things that built them up exactly. to be a fuller person exactly yeah so anyway that's you know I, I i think though it would be even worse i think if they if they did not break up in this episode and and like we, if we never yes. saw them break up from the time season three starts yeah. to the time the show ends i yeah. would have zero even amy and alan talk about because they've been dating since Good. high school so they even talk about breaking up and mm -hmm. getting back together yeah i i when that moment when and they both talk about like mm -hmm. seeing other people and how that's like a good thing i'm like yeah mm -hmm. it fucking is it is you definitely, because you, it's it's impossible for you to appreciate what you have if you are constantly wondering about yeah, what you don't. That's have. true. And if you if you leave it so that every other door that could have been opened is closed, you're going to wonder what's behind mm -hmm. every single one of those doors. But if you open 
some of those doors, then there are less unknowns yes, for you to wonder about. I think that's what this episode's really about is there are so many closed doors in front of them that it is impossible for them to not want to open mm-hmm. at least one of them. And if there are a hundred closed doors in front of you and you open 50 of them, you would find a lot more satisfaction with where you are versus not mm-hmm. opening a single one. Yeah, I agree. So I'm not thinking to open every door. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't have to, you don't need to do that. <laughs> to know that I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh my uh, God. <laughs> that was a good discussion on what we learned. I think. <laughs> yeah, that, that was just that. That was it. <laughs> well, and again, I feel like I don't have a lot of necessarily like notes on this episode. It's more of just like a general wondering, I guess, where, where you were in all of this. Because part of me is like watching this unfold and I'm like, okay, I appreciate the fact that they're like 13 and they're doing all this stuff. And then I'm, I'm coming to a line where I'm like, okay, where does this border on like reckless behavior as far as the two of them go because they go to this other school and they're like dancing with other people and at one point i appreciate sean stepping in and saying well you're not doing anything that you wouldn't do as Corey because there's nothing wrong with like talking to people who aren't your significant other it's just when it crosses a line of like what does topanga consider being unfaithful or what does Corey consider being unfaithful that whole situation is so touchy and I am very appreciative that they decide to part ways because I think at 13, it's very important to obviously gain some perspective, have some other experiences. And then, of course, they come back together as we see in the, in the future. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, such a, it's such a touchy scene for me for some yeah. reason. There's also a lot to be said in this episode about the ideas of, of monogamous relationships and that obviously no one, no one engages in any sort of activity with anyone else other than just dancing, dancing and talking. And it begs the question of like, do you trust your partner enough to see them dance with another person and it not? like sees you in such a way. And if it does seize you in such a way, does, what is that? Like, does that say more about yeah. them or you? I don't know about that. Right. Cause like a, a safe room for Jesus dance that we're shown in this episode, <laughs> just presents the idea that like, you know, do, how, how much do you trust your partner? Cause Corey and Topanga say they trust and love each other more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And yet neither of them felt comfortable to disclose this information to the other. And, felt like they were like knew they were doing something in their minds. I think it's interesting too, what we're talking about with this idea of like what different relationships can arrive at what they consider unfaithful activity. And that two seasons from now, the idea of Lauren and I just talked. Yep. Right. That behavior. I stayed up all night talking to somebody is acceptable, but but then she kissed me is unacceptable. Right. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I, in in many ways, feel like the emotional labor of talking to somebody for the entire night is a bigger betrayal of their understood trust than a simple peck. Oh, I know that she initiates. Yeah. Right. What Topanga ultimately kind of discloses is the problem, right? Is that he lied. Which is interesting, right? In this episode, they both they both yeah. lie to each other in this episode. Yeah, they do. Well, <laughs> um, it's it's no, kind of because Corey doesn't actually lie to her. There's there he says she's like, I'm going out with my girlfriends, I'm not whatever. And he's just like, Okay, that's fine. He doesn't disclose where he's going. 
So he really doesn't lie to her. And then mm-hmm. he doesn't mm-hmm. plan mm-hmm. on going as Sean. It just shows up and it just happens to be. And then who knows? He could have told her about it later. Yeah. Like, I don't think Corey necessarily lied to her, but she explicitly not. She explicitly kept details from him, which could be considered a lie by omission. Yeah. No, you know what? You bring up a really good point. Cause I was just kind of about to get into this idea that really bugged me. And that was when Corey discovers Topanga there, he gets, in my opinion, irrationally Correct. mad at her and, and that he is guilty of the same thing. And yet he, he begins to like, they are equally guilty. And yet he immediately launches into berating her and she's immediately mm-hmm. apologetic until it becomes clear that he is also lying at which point they then yes. stand on even ground. And that really bothered me. But what you just said actually brings up an interesting point in that Topanga made a clear plan and effort to come to mm-hmm. this party posing as another mm-hmm. human and to lie about her mm-hmm. herself. Whereas Corey falls into that situation and chooses to roll with it, I guess. So it's a, it's a small, I guess it's a, you know it's a small yeah. difference, but one that gives Corey mildly more leg to yeah, stand on a little bit. In that his happens by accident and Sean eggs him uh-huh. on, whereas we don't know how Topanga arrived at her solution, but she clearly came to the party intent on posing as a foreign. Yeah. student and flirting it up as a French girl. And you know. I'd like to think I'd like to think that Topanga was maybe like sitting at her friend's place. They were all getting ready to go to this party and she just like puts a beret on for the hell of it. And she's like, what if I just like pretended to be French for the night? And she kind of stumbled upon this in like an accidental, like it could be fun kind of way. So I like to think that mm-hmm. she didn't initially go into it like, well, I'm going to be somebody that I'm not so that I can dance with other boys and blah, blah, blah. I don't think that she went into it with any sort of bad intention, but it's just the intention became Mm -hmm. bad when I think, well, uh, maybe it was never a bad intention at all. Maybe it was just because she got caught and he got upset with her. But yeah, I'd like to think that it wasn't as as bad Mm -hmm. as all that. Right. And that she also kind of stumbles on it at the last Mm -hmm, minute, maybe. (sighs) Who's your MVP? Um, My MVP, and this might be like a... Uh, this could be wrong. I wrote it down. And then I like, as the episode continued, I was like, okay, maybe, well, I don't know. So I'm saying it and I'm going to flesh out why, but it's Sean. Okay. And here's why, because like I said, I would feel way different about this if they were adults in like a long-term committed relationship and they were just feeling a rut. I'd be like, okay, you guys can work it out. There are plenty of ways to like get out of a relationship rut just find the one that works for you and go for it. Like there are so many things that you can do if your relationship is struggling and you are an adult, you are maybe in either a committed relationship, living with your significant other, married to your significant other. Like anyway, because they're 13 and Corey is like, well, I see Sean and Eric going out on their dates and they're having a good time and whatever. And there's nothing again, Sean points out, there's nothing necessarily that he does that he wouldn't do as Corey. So I think Sean encouraging him to go out and have fun is in Corey's best interest because they're 13 and they need to have these experiences. If he were the best friend, the asshole best friend in like some grown up sitcom where he's like, yeah, let's go out and like get hammered and let's sleep with someone at the bar. Then I'd be like, no, he's not okay. But the fact that he's 13, he's trying to get his best friend to just go out and have a fun night. He has his best interest in heart and he's also making sure I feel like he is also making sure that he's not doing anything that is unsavory or something that would make him 
make Topanga upset or anything like that. I feel like if Corey were to get into that position, then Sean would be like, okay, buddy, you're done. Let's go home. Like, I don't think that Sean's necessarily just out there to, in, in a very crass way, get him laid or be his wingman. I think he's just really trying to get mm-hmm. him to open up and have a good time. Mm-hmm. And I think he succeeds. Yeah. I think that brings up a really good point. I was kind of struggling to come up with a, a good MVP mm-hmm. in this episode. You know, I was, I yeah. was thinking Sean or Eric, because <laughs> it certainly no. isn't Corey Topanga. Alan's not here. Amy has just mm-hmm. a couple lines. Our, our various teacher poker game is, is mm-hmm. inconsequential. Eric in that first scene when he drags Corey out of the yeah. out of the room and is like, what the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> and, and then Sean, for all the reasons you just described. And I think I'm going to decide to wow. agree with you. Oh, I'm shocked. No, I think you bring up a lot of good points. Um, I was really struggling to like place my finger on an MVP. Um, and, and I think based on everything I have said in my support of young people ending long relationship, find out what's behind other doors before they return Mm -hmm. to something that they liked best Then I, and and Sean is the one advocating basically for that, but not in a, in a gross way that says like, go cheat on Topanga, Mm -hmm. just in a way that says like, you're your own human too. And need to be satisfied with that. Yeah. So, so yeah. Wow, I'm so, actually shocked. <laughs> I had no idea events. who you were gonna. I like had no clue who you were. Gonna <laughs> I thought for certain it wasn't gonna be Sean, but I wrote Sean down pretty early on in the relation or in the. Uh, no, no, uh, I was episode. Wow, the only people I could arrive at were like Sean yeah. and Eric. And I Eric like this B plot because it's funny, but like it's so, very inconsequential. You know, I, kind of. Like, yeah, it's nonsense. <laughs> Last episode, um, it's a good time, but it's pointless? nonsense. Or was that two episodes ago where there was just the most pointless? No, it was the last one because it was the pool game. These these floofy B plots. Mm-hmm. We're about to turn attention to Eric because there's like his 18th birthday and the weatherman stuff coming up. There's like his denial from all these colleges mm-hmm. and his SAT stuff. But isn't right? that not SAT? We already did. Oh yeah, but yeah, the yeah. denial from colleges. I keep thinking that's next season. No, I think that's. No, that's all this season. Yeah, this season ends with like, yep. Corey and Eric. Yeah, it feels so soon. It's wild to me because I keep thinking these are like these episodes are seasons and seasons away, and I'm like, oh no, this is like happening. It's coming up very quickly. We're flying through this show, man. The other thing I want to talk about with mm-hmm. this episode this is my this is my chief complaint actually Ooh. with this episode. I've said a lot of things I know, but my biggest problem mm-hmm. with this episode, and I said this out loud when it happened, is the the tag. On this episode, that montage oh my God. <laughs> of Corey and Topanga. Oh my God. It started and I audibly said, this is fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's the worst. Jay was watching it with me and I said, I was like, listen, this is the dumb thing here is not it, it all around. This is a dumb idea. Whoever oh. pitched that we end this episode with this montage, dumb idea. Okay. But, but like I could be swayed. You could convince me if it were done well enough. <laughs> that yeah it's fine but the ah, song choice is garbage yeah. <laughs> oh my god oh i was so god. mad i was like this sounds like a fucking aspca it's commercial true. you're not wrong <laughs> oh yeah oh it's terrible i, mean, I, I hated all i said about I it is just it. ah yes the music montage your your montage your montage in which we sorry i should be more specific montages are not always a bad idea but your <laughs> reminiscent montage is probably a bad idea a training montage fine, fine. a montage uh, to take us through <laughs> the beginning of up 
obviously great. A reminiscent, <laughs> a reminiscent montage where you try to overload us with scenes of things we've watched previously while you play some sad music to help us mourn idea. the loss of this thing. <laughs> yeah. Probably a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, Treats your so audience like that they really put that in stupid. Because I don't feel like they, I feel like they could have done something else. Like we didn't need that as a time killer. They no, it's a yeah, dumb tag. True. It's a terror. They should have just gone to credits. It does nothing. This like the episode is so much more powerful if it just ends with Corey sitting on the bench, camera slowly pans out, go to credits. Or yeah, end it right? with a with an Eric poker j- joke, you know? Like that would have been way more normal. Because oh, yeah. we have serious episodes that end with a comedy tag plenty of times. Yep. But this was the wrong tag. It was bad. <laughs> It completely undermined any emotion I was feeling yep. for the loss of the relationship <laughs> and made me just That's go, so ugh. Funny. I didn't even <laughs> think about it. The, the big different possibility is if this were like mm. late girl meets world. Yeah. And they montaged us. You know, then then you could make a case and I would say, okay, this is one of the rare instances in which this could be effective yeah. because we're now like 20 years removed. But like, if we're looking at this, I know, I know, in the world, you know, in the grand scheme of time, mm-hmm. we are. But if you're looking at this from like an I'm making television perspective, <laughs> you you are showing yeah, us scenes that are true. literally weeks removed, you know, <laughs> like like, and at best two yep. years removed, but with reruns, probably not. So, <laughs> so it's just a bad move from the time of doing it. And it certainly makes it even worse yes. when you're watching things you're like, in like a streaming binge like, succession. Saw this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It only gets worse when you do it like that. <laughs> All right. I'm glad that I'm glad there was like a an aggressive diatribe to end this with. I felt like I was being too <laughs> we always, insightful I feel about like this episode. Every episode <laughs> a lot of credit for for only being 13 year olds. I feel like some of the decisions that they make are very informed and um I think this episode is kind of true to that, but we, of course, analyze it as adults, whereas it's just, you know, it's two 13-year-olds breaking up. What is, you know, that seems like nothing, but I, I appreciate the fact that we can at least have, like, a long discussion about <laughs> the subject matter in which they broke up. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I, I can definitely reflect and say that when I was 13, 14, I experienced... A breakup that felt similar to this, I think, and that I was dating somebody wow. for six, seven months. That felt like a at fourteen. Really long that is a long time, time man. Um, and yeah, no, exactly, right? Like, because proportionally speaking, you have so little of life lived that every, yeah, <laughs> every ounce of it feels like a lot. Um, so, so I do remember though feeling that it was like such a huge thing, and that, like, oh yeah, oh, I thought we were gonna be together forever, and all you know, all these things. Um, and it feels like the end of the world. And now I, you know, if I, if I had a 14 year old in my life that experienced this, I'd be like, I'd have to like really take a breath and try to remove myself from that situation and try to, to think back to the emotional experience of being Mm -hmm. a young teenager who thinks you're in love and losing a relationship like that. And how now I several years removed can say like, oh yeah, it's fucking stupid. (laughs) <laughs> uh, 
and yet at the time, like I, I would really have to try to be like, I completely understand mm-hmm. that this is completely like turmoil for you because it is. And I, and, and those feelings are valid and, and yeah. a teenager has effectively zero control over feeling that thing. <laughs> that would be really hard. That's probably going to happen to me one day when I'm even older and have a child and they go through a breakup. I'm going to have to really like check myself <laughs> and be like, okay. Don't be tell nice, them it's stupid. Nice. Don't tell them it's stupid. <laughs> right. Like I'm gonna have to really remind myself, yeah. like, be nice. This is the biggest emotional mm-hmm. impact they've ever experienced because they have experienced so little emotional impact in their lives. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all about that perspective, which is why you have so to go open go. 50 We've doors. All tied it. So go open 50 doors. <laughs> if, if you, you have, haven't, if you've you, had enough life if you have, all right, stop. <laughs> We're cutting you off. Exactly. There is, there is a hundred percent, you know, like there, there's those hundred doors that I, that I mm-hmm. created in my, in my analogy and you open 50 of those. Well, now mm-hmm. you're in That's a true. relationship. You're not going to open any more of those doors. Well, now yeah, there's a hundred new true. doors that you and this person yeah. get to open together. Why? You, know? why? you can do why heroin, heroin with that person. Why always heroin? <laughs> <laughs> it is one of the most extreme examples I can think of. I don't advocate for the use of heroin guys. It's just a wild extreme example that like gets the point across that being said i do not advocate for the use of methamphetamines heroin cocaine hard drugs (laughs) you want to smoke pot it grows in the ground have fun other things different (laughs) all right well (laughs) all right well this was good this was fun this feels like a really good glimpse of like most of what's to come i feel like they're getting more mature and, and I feel like there really will be more like discussions and not like so this. much like this seventh was... grade like uh, obviously you should study and stay in school and right like yeah let's learn. yeah it's gonna be Here's more the lesson like, okay, you should so learn shit yeah we did this thing why was it wrong why was it potentially right check us out on social media uh at the feeny call on instagram facebook and uh twitter um mm-hmm. the feeny call podcast feel free to send us a message uh, once again, we're we're definitely open to hearing your voice recording messages. If you feel like you want to be featured, you have something you want to say about an episode, you know, we're going yeah. week by week. So send us something about the next week uh, and we will try to do our best to make sure that we include that audio and answer it here on the show, much like you may have heard previously in some of our episodes. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, it's been fun answer to engage in those that you have kinds of conversations as well. Show and yeah. Cool. If it's sunny, go do something good, y'all. Sparkly where you are, uh, get outside. <laughs> Even if it's just like a walk around the block. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, you got to get outside. You know, it's got to breathe the air. All right. <laughs> <laughs> got to breathe that's, the air. That's what they say. That's all. Breathe the air. <laughs> take a breath. Take a beat. Here we go. Class dismissed. <laughs>